Lefondre looking to get side of Font. Lefondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Unpark Riles podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, today we've got a bonus episode. We're going to talk to Caroline Parker from Sell Before We Die and their protest plans for February. But first of all, Kaz, I saw you briefly before the game on Saturday against Leighton Orient. Are you happy with the draw? I think on the balance of play, I probably am happy because we just weren't really at it in the second half. I thought they cut the midfield out completely. Leighton Orient, we didn't really have a lot to offer. Uh, Smith was pretty isolated, I thought. And I thought the, the, the whole midfield was quiet. But I think... You know, we could have quite easily gone in at 2-1 half-time, I think. I think the first half was quite decent. So, yeah, I think, like other people have said, in historically, we might have lost those sort of games and we're not We're not now. So, you know, I, I, they've definitely they've definitely got enough to stay up for me. I, 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 and I think they will. I hope so. I hope you're right. Of course, that was another match that we saw the 16th minute protest. Everybody standing up saying how much they hate Die Young. This is something that's been going on for months and months, and we've all been involved in different levels. Caroline, you've been involved, I think, actually, I don't think you've slept uh, since about maybe October. I'm not quite sure on the exact date, but it's been full on, hasn't it, for everyone involved? Yeah, it's exhausting. Um, Die, if you're listening, please, we all need a break. Just leave, for the love of God, just leave. Yes, we're all tired, but... We've hit peak coverage and media interest now, aren't we? So now mm. is the time to soldier on and not sit back. So it's really important that we've announced this next round of protest stuff because, you know, you're fishing chip paper the next week, aren't you? So we've got to make sure we keep the story out there. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's go through those then. So we obviously now start with the first one, which I think is probably a personal favourite of yours, Kaz is uh get the clown out of the town <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so yes i'm childish whatever but i have been clamoring for this since the day i joined cell before we die which was a long time ago and uh i'm so up for this one i think it's good fun and yeah i'm well excited and i will be dressing as a clown and the most embarrassing bit of this is my little boy he's actually taken half-time penalties on that Saturday against Charlton. So his mum is going to be standing on the sidelines dressed in full clown get-up with a Die Young mask on, which is going to be great. I'm sure all the other parents are going to be mortified. I have obviously um, offered um, to get them clown outfits, should they wish to get involved. But yeah, of all the games it could be, my son is actually on the pitch at half-time. Yes, well, just a normal Saturday afternoon in the world of uh, the Parker family. So a little insight (laughs) there. (laughs) So that will be happening on Saturday the 10th of February against Charlton Athletic. I think that's a really good, I think that's going to get a lot of media coverage. It's going to look ridiculous, isn't it? And that's the whole point of it. It wants to look like a complete ridiculous thousands of clowns with masks and faces. How will Sell Before We Die actually be helping people participate in that? So before I get to how we're going to help, I want to do a mass rallying call to all you cool supporters, you cool beans in 1871 that may think you're too cool for this. We're all too cool for this, right? It's supposed to be stupid. It's supposed to be silly. I would just say just embrace the madness because 
1871 is often the busiest stand, right? If we can get lots of people in clown wigs and die young masks in that stand, the media coverage and the photo opportunities we will get will be priceless for the campaign. So I know you might feel a bit of a div. We're all going to feel a bit of a div, but just get on board, I'd say. It'd be, it's going to be brilliant. It'll be quite fun. And I think we are a family club. We've got to consider all the other people that don't like the disruption. There's a lot of kids there. There's a lot of people that may not have agreed for whatever reason with some of the protest action that we've had today. This is genuinely probably the most inclusive protest we've had so far. Uh, and I think we could get some absolutely brilliant headlines from the press pack for it. So please, please, if you're thinking you're too cool, just pretend for one day and just get involved. Um, in terms of how we're going to help, we will be giving out a limited amount of clown wigs. Obviously, we can't source them all for everybody because it would cost a hell of a lot of money. Um, we're yet to determine numbers, but we might get, say, I don't know, a couple of hundred clown wigs to give out to people. But what we are going to do is we've started sourcing a lot of supplier lists. So we've we've managed to find a few suppliers that do them fairly cheap, like two or three pounds a wig. So what we'll do is we'll release a document at some point with a load of web links where people can get some accessories and things. In terms of the dye masks, we're going to create a template for a dye yong mask and also a dye yong pang mask as well. So people will be able to actually print them on at home. It might be worth obviously not using standard printer paper, right? You might want to use photo or slightly laminated paper, but we'll provide a template so that everyone will be able to get hold of a dye mask. Um, there'll be other stuff announced. I'm sure we're having a planning meeting tonight to, to iron out some of the deets, but they'll all come. But we're, we're, trying, we're going to try and support as many people as we can. We're also hoping to get some face painters for the kids. So if there's some of the kids that aren't, um, necessarily wanting to wear dye masks, they might have clown faces printed on, um, painted on, and we might be well be able to offer that at the ground. Uh, again, we're looking to confirm that, and we'll get that out in the next couple of days. But it should be a really good giggle. And let's be honest, we haven't actually had a lot of fun at, at our ground, have we? <laughs> I mean, it's better of late, but I, I think it'll be a good giggle and a good way to take the Mickey out of dye and massively humiliate him. I'm in for all of that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will just wear my normal clothes and put a mask on. That will be enough. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I think it'd be great. That was a joke, by the way. Um, <laughs> on the, <laughs> it was very light. It was very light. So let's move on to the next one as well. We've got Port Vale at home on Tuesday, the 20th of February. And that one is called Show Die the Red Card. Obviously, Port Vale fans were you know, definitely affected. <laughs> You'd have to be a complete idiot not to realise that with the, what happened previously with the pitch invasion. But this is a protest they have actually done as well, isn't it, Cranon, to get their past owners out? They have indeed. And I've seen a few pictures of it on social media. Uh, and actually, it just feels like the perfect thing to do because we have talked about doing a red card protest, actually. But it feels like it's synonymous with what they've done. They were super supportive um, a crazy level of supportiveness, I think, considering how far they travelled. So it just felt like there was an obvious synergy there to do a protest that they'd done with them. So we will be supplying a red card for everybody going to the Port Vale game in the home and the away ends. Um, and we will obviously announce the logistics behind that. We'll have people at the ground, all the stands kind of giving them out and 
stuff. Um, so that will be quite um, a powerful symbol, I think, if the entire ground is holding up a red card in the 16th minute. So that's our plan for the Port Vale. There might be a couple of other bits happening for Port Vale. Nothing disruptive, I might add, but there might be a couple of other little bits we might do outside the ground, but we don't. We're just firming that up. Um, but yes, the, the primary thing is the red card protest on the 16th minute. And I, th I think, again, media coverage, a whole ground, whole ground sea of red. Um, I think it, I think it will look really good. Yep, totally agree. Totally agree. And the next one is the London protest, which has the provisional date. This is not set in stone yet. Of the 25th of February. Now, this one is called Make Die Go. It's it's got a way for brackets, which I like because uh, that this worked quite nicely, and uh, it will be based in locations around London yet to be announced. Obviously, you have been in consultation with the police as well around this, haven't you, Kaz? We have, yes. And unfortunately, this is the one that I can probably give the least information about now. And it's for a number of reasons. So I hope people are understanding of why. But there's a lot of things to kind of get into place. And we need to make sure that we get this one bang on. Because obviously, this involves the Met Police. There are other events in London that day. There's, there's quite a lot of planning and kind of safety things and all that boring jazz that we've got to um kind of get our ducks in a row for before we can announce it but we'll definitely be hoping to hit some of the favorite hotspots most of which have probably been mentioned on social media um and it should be a good a good way to get the message out in dice home turf which is what we want to do so apologies for me not giving that much information on that one but we want to make sure that we are aligned and we've we know exactly what we're doing before we announce the plans but yes i don't think the date will move um we just need to firm up where we're all going um so i think that'll be that'll be a good one and uh you know as a wider point we've already kind of pressed the nuclear button in terms of protests at matches and the EFL have been pretty lenient with us in terms of the three points suspended. I think much as there was that anarchy element of it was always inevitable. I think it was always going to happen at some point. Um, but I think there's, I think, I hope there's an acceptance amongst the fans that we've got to kind of shift the campaign along a little bit now and look at other strategies. And so we're trying to think of all these different mechanisms of getting other people involved, doing stuff not on match days. There's going to be other little stunts and things that happen along the way that um, I think will give people a bit of a giggle and get us some good press attention. They'll be coming in sort of future months. But, you know, we've got this is a long road. I don't think any of us thought we'd still be here with very little to no progress at the end of January. Um, if I'm honest, I didn't. Um, so we've just got to be prepared that this is a marathon, not a sprint. And we've got to make sure we stagger it in terms of we want fans to be participating. We don't want fans to be exhausted. You know, there's that element of it, too. As a campaign team, we don't want to be exhausted. There's only so much we can plan in a certain amount of time. I think we've announced quite a bump of February. I think we're going to be super busy. Um, so, yeah, we just got to be mindful that we, you know, this campaign's probably going to run for the whole of this season um so we need to keep a few things up our sleeves but don't worry we are we are plotting as ever 
Um, so it will be fantastic if people can get involved in the protest. I cannot wait for Charlton. I actually cannot wait. I'm super excited about that. I did see a comment from a Charlton fan saying, we'll provide some clowns on the pitch for you, which was, I thought was quite funny. Hopefully they do and we get a big three points. Yeah, yeah, that would be ideal. I would quite appreciate that, Charlton Athletic. If you could just roll over and have a clowning goal, that would be absolutely lovely, yeah. probably. During this uh, campaign, during February, you're still being in consultation with the EFL, also be continuing with the political side of it, Wayne you, Kaz, because that's just as vital. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on and uh, there's a lot of other work that people don't necessarily see in terms of the, the engagement piece and, and dealing with all the different stakeholders on that side of it is really important as well. Um, and I feel like we've done well to push the narrative around what the gaps are in the regulations. I feel like Rick Parry's had to be super visible since Port Vale, I don't think I've ever seen him do so much media. Um, so that must count for something. We, you know, I do think we're getting the story out there and we, we, we are going to keep pushing that. Um, but, you know, there's a there's an element of fan action creates interest, of course. So we have to keep that bit bubbling away. But I, I, I think, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different strands and uh, we're all pretty busy. But... I think the Reading fans have been amazing. I, I just, I still sit back and think, little old Tim Pot Reading, look at them go. Go on. You know, I love it. I love it. We've got some kudos in the football world now. I love it. Keep it up, everyone. But yeah, brilliant. I enjoy it. I also, it's the bane of my life, but I also enjoy it. What can you do? Yeah, no, I, I think it's been amazing. The whole fan base coming together in such yeah. a bad time. It is really being what we all needed because it, those moments of the 16th minute is when everyone feels like they're coming together. That's Definitely. what I feel it is now. It's a, like a unity as a fan base. And obviously there seems to be this weird uh, occurrence of the opposition scoring around it, even when there's nothing on the pitch at all that happened again on Saturday. But I don't think it has any relevance, but it just feels like at some point we are going to get out of this case and we are going to have a club that we can actually think there's someone that isn't Die Young there. Who knows who that other person will be? That is yet to be decided. But let's hope that that is very soon because I am looking forward to the party afterwards. I really am because oh, yeah. I don't know whether it be a party or just sleep for everyone else involved because it's just been so crazy. Oh, I'm getting super drunk. I, I think a, I think a party is needed. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Paul? Um, I, I think a party is needed. Uh, just the sense of relief when that man has gone will be unreal. You know, I just want to become a normal fan again, like everybody else, and just fade into obscurity. I don't really, no one really wants all of this. Um, and yeah, I think a party is well needed, but I just, the only thing that keeps me going is every day that ha goes by is a day closer to him being out the door. And if you don't think any, that's the only way you can think of, that's the only thing that keeps you going. Um, oh yeah, just, just go, man, just go. <laughs> yes, let's hope so. Well, it will happen at some point and we can all kind of like celebrate that and uh, hopefully it'll be very soon. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Kaz. And um, uh, we will be back with some previews for a match against some team down the road very soon later in the week. Thanks a lot. Cheers.